the explosion in drone usage over the past decade has led to well-documented issues when the small, unmanned aircraft fly into the path of a much larger plane. But in Canton, one drone user contacted our O'Reilly team with a different problem. His drone refuses to fly because a long-abandoned airport is still technically on the books. So, Kabir, who contacted you about this airport? Well, his name is Connor Clay, and I'll let him tell his story. I grew up here. I grew up, went to Jackson High School, grew up in Canton my whole life, and I had no clue that there was ever an airport there and played golf out here plenty of times and never saw a, a strip or anything. <laughs> I assume he's not talking about Akron-Canton Airport because, I mean, it's small, but it's not that small. That's right. Now, uh, I, that's what I thought at first, that he was talking about Akron-Canton. Uh, that's even what he thought initially, that, oh, it must be picking up something from CAK. But no, he actually contacted us because the GPS for his drone claims that he's too close to something called Lockridge Field or Lockeridge Field. And so the drone refuses to fly, it just sort of folds up like a little uh, animal. And he showed me some of this when I visited with him. This blue circle is actually Lockridge, but then you can see these ones that span off. That's Akron-Canton Airport. It actually knows the runway of Akron-Canton, so this little rectangle here. So we're actually where we are here. We're in Lockridge. Interesting. So the, the GPS can sense when there's an airfield or an airport nearby. Yeah, it's actually uh, usually five nautical mile radius around the airstrip or airport or airfield. So he lives right near what used to be Tamashanter Golf Course. It's owned by the city now, and it's actually becoming a park. So where is Lockeridge Field? Well, it hasn't existed since the 1990s, but when it did exist, it was just north of Tamashanter. So is his GPS out of date? Well, we checked, and the software updates itself, and it was up to date when I was there. Hmm. Then why does his drone think Lockeridge still exists? Well, it's actually rooted in the history of Lockeridge, which is pretty fascinating. The land was owned by a well-known Canton attorney named John Locke, and he built his home there in the 1930s and 40s, and he raised a family, and his daughter eventually married Jim Doan, who was a pilot for Eastern Airlines. Oh, so Jim Doan put in the airport? Exactly. He plowed some of the land and leveled it and put in an airstrip, which was likely unpaved, with the identifier OI-58. So that's what shows up on the drone GPS. Exactly. Now, I was wondering why they would have put in this airstrip in a backyard when he lived pretty close to Akron-Canton Airport. Sure. I was actually able to track down his sons-in-law, and one of them, Joe Joseph, lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. And he told me what Jim Doan was up to, aside from flying passenger jets for Eastern. You know, airline pilots have a lot of free time because they'll fly for three days and they're off for four days. So he bought a J3 Cub, and he started doing photography. So he flies the airplane, holds the camera in his hand, shoots the picture without being hired, and then he would go to the building owner or the neighborhood or the contractor or whatever it was that he shot, and he would offer it to him. Ah, so he was an aerial photographer on the side. That's really cool. Yeah, that's what I thought. And it's kind of what Connor Clay actually wants to do somewhat with his drone. When I told him about this and about Jim Doan and, you know, holding a giant Nikon film camera in one hand and flying with the other, uh, this is what Connor told me. I laughed because it was like my drone could probably take infinitely better pictures than for so much less cost than, uh, than they had. So Jim Doan would just offer these photos to people on spec? Yeah, pretty much at first, but then he actually incorporated a side business 
in the early 60s. And then Joe Joseph, who also worked in the business eventually, he told me that they would shoot all sorts of places, mostly in the South. St. Louis, Missouri, Washington, D.C., the Outer Banks, Ocracoke Island, Myrtle Beach, Savannah, Charleston, Brunswick, most of Florida, most of Georgia, the Great Smoky Mountains. And I love doing lighthouses. And we made postcards out of them and sold millions of them. Millions. We printed in Europe. We printed in Canada. We printed some in Mexico. That's so interesting. He would fly from here down south just to take these postcard photos? Well, sometimes, but they actually had a base of operations in Charlotte. And when they lived up here, he would more be commuting from Lockeridge Field in his own plane to LaGuardia. And then he'd jump into the cockpit of whichever eastern flight he was piloting. That was just his regular commute. (laughs) So what happened to him and to the airstrip and the postcard business? Well, Joe Joseph says that the Dones eventually retired to Florida and the postcard business wound down about 15 years ago since people could, you know, just take photos themselves or find a photo of anything online and add some text and and send it as a text message to their friend. And about that same time, uh, they sold the land to a well-known developer of homes in Canton. Oh, so there are houses now near this airstrip? Well, it's the remnants of the Strip. As far as I can tell, it doesn't actually exist anymore, and they're just building houses on that land. But if the airstrip is still on the books, is there any kind of issue there? Well, that's what I thought. So I thought, what if there's a plane that needs to make an emergency landing and it can't make it to CAK and it sees this thing listed on GPS? Will they just make a landing in someone's backyard and crush all these houses? Yeah, that could be a problem. What's the answer? (laughs) Well, to get the official answer, I asked the manager of the Kent State University Airport, David Paluga, if that's even remotely possible. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So all the instrument approaches that are certified for an airport are monitored and routinely checked for safety and obstructions. They have to meet design standards for a number of reasons, both depending on the type of approach you have and the restrictions of, of surface limitations that you might have for the actual instrumentation. So it's completely an impossibility to be able to fly to an airport that doesn't exist without instrument approaches, see a house, and, and land there thinking there could be a runway. Well, that's good. Yeah, and at the same time, though, it still is on the books. So do you notify the FAA, or, you know, what do you do about it? Well, I did some of that. It turns out, actually, that the state is in charge of that, ODOT, And they sent me the forms that would need to be filled out to get Lockeridge officially decommissioned. And then it would be out of the GPS system. And then Connor Clay could finally fly his drone. But... But? But the developer does not seem interested in doing that paperwork or getting involved in this at this time. Hmm. You would think it would would be appealing to make sure that this doesn't come up on GPS as an airstrip. That's what I thought. And, you know, maybe if they hear this, they'll change their mind. I certainly hope so. And, and when I talked to Joe Joseph about it, uh, he told me the same thing. And the FAA is real, real anal about drones now. There's all sorts of regulations. And I would really appreciate that, too, if we knew that Lockridge Airstrip was decommissioned. What an interesting story, Kabir. Absolutely. Very interesting family. And I'm so glad that Connor wrote into us with this question. So hopefully uh, something happens. And if anyone listening has a question for our O'Reilly team, you can check out our previous stories and ask your question at WKSU.org. I'm Kabir Bhatia. And I'm Sarah Taylor, 89.7 WKSU.